Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to Help I Sexted My Boss. Helpful advice for the daily struggles of modern life. Well, most of the time. Just so you know, you may find the conversations in this podcast a little bit offensive. If that's you, go and listen to something boring. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas, not dilemmas. Like, what do you do if your first date orders spaghetti bolognese? What's wrong with that? Or who gets the dog after a breakup? And of course... What should you do if you've sexted your boss? But we're not your normal agony ants, are we, Mr William Hansen? No, Jordan North Radio DJ. We're like chalk and <laughs> cheese. I'm a reblochon, you're Dara Lee. What's a reblochon? Reblochon? Yeah. It's a French cheese. I'm more red Leicester. Are you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm. What's that cheese called again? Reblochon. Reble- it's really nice. Maybe I should bring some in next time. OK, and I'll because bring... Because we've got the gin and de bonnet. Yep. I feel that we should actually have some some sort of, um, you know, manchettes. OK. Yeah, I, no, you bring in... What's it called? Reblochon. Reblochon, and I'll bring in some Philadelphia. <laughs> should we start with the gin and de bonnet? Yes, yeah, we have our gin and de bonnet. I am going to bring in, because we've done a few episodes now of your favourite drink. Yes. Is it your favourite drink? It's one of them. And I'm, no, I'm just saying this now. I'm not drinking your favourite drink. I, I was going to say, I'll bring in my favourite drink. Have you ever had... No, I'm going to bring in next week, right, I promise you, producer Ben, I am going to bring in my favourite drink. It's called a Green Hulk. What on earth is a Green Hulk? It's half a WKD, half a lager. <laughs> Why is producer Ben having fits of hysteria? Have you never had a Hulk before? It could be a Hulk or a Green Hulk. Not to drink. No. <laughs> Can we? I'm going to bring that in next week. We're going to have. I promise you, we're going to have a Hulk. Have you ever had a cheeky Vimto? A what? A cheeky Vimto. No. No. Okay. Have you ever had uh, a steak bite? Hmm. A snake bite. Half a lager, half a cider. No. Okay. Have you ever had a vodka and coke? No. <laughs> have you not? Oh God. I've never had a Coke. <laughs> I can't believe it. And here I am drinking gin and de bonnet. De bonnet, which de bonnet. for those that that don't know what that is, that was uh, the Queen Mother's favourite drink. Right, OK. And uh, we, we, we always have a drink at the start of the episode because it loosens us up as a bit. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> it loosens us up a bit. And we always have a toast. Who should we have a toast to today? Oh, I don't know. Why don't we toast, uh, a thing as we discussed at great length uh, recently, the Duchess of York. 
The Duchess of... I thought you were going to say Hyacinth Bouquet then. No, we'll say just Duchess... Sarah, Duchess of York. Sarah, Duchess of York. Ready? Cheers. Bottoms up. I honestly really do like that. It's, I've never had Wait it... Wait till you try it with ice and a slice. I've never had it before we started this podcast and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. So, yeah... This podcast is all about helping you, like we said. If you want our help with something, then you can tweet us at SextedMyBoss. You can send us your tales of trepidate. <laughs> I love you can't say it. Can However s- many weeks we've been doing this and you still can't say it. You can send us your tales of trepidation. Well done. To help at sextedmyboss.com. Or you can write to William, who promises, and I know we say this every week, but he does promise, a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Basically, if you need advice on something, just get just get in touch with us. It'll be great to hear from you. Uh, this episode is all about job interviews. Yay. I will start by saying mm. I've only ever failed one job interview. Just the one? And I've had lots of job interviews. So you got every job that you went for by one? Honestly, I'm not just saying that. And I know it sounds like I'm bragging and being a bit big-headed. Honest, every job I've gone for, like whether it be pot washing, I've done all I've done all sorts of jobs. I used to be a bricklayer, you know. You used to be a bricklayer. I say I used to be a bricklayer. I left school and did it for six months. And my mum got me sacked. So then I went to... Uh, Your mother got you sacked? Yeah, because they were paying me 60 quid a week and she turned up on building site and had a go at him. Uh, Is not, 60 quid a week bad for bricklaying? Yeah, yeah, even as an apprentice. When I left school, so then I went to uh, college and studied the arts. Gosh. So, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, anyway. Were uh, you a good bricklayer? <laughs> uh, no, I was awful. I was honest. They used to, they used to throw spanners at me and everything. I used to get sent for tartan paint, uh, a bucket of steam. I want <laughs> all those. Oh, I was once, we used to wait, we was doing maintenance in a factory and I was once looking for the ladder for the skirting board for about an hour. <laughs> and I'm going up to this floor and going, have you got ladder for the skirting board? He's going, no, 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 you need to go and ask Dave. I'm like, I go up to Dave and go, have you got this ladder for the skirting board? He's like, no, no, no. Like, Are you texting while I'm telling my story here? Yes, I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, but I got that. It's because you were talking about manual labour. I switched yeah. off. <laughs> so what was it? What else did I get sent? I once worked for a chef, and uh, I was a pot washer, and got uh, sent on an errand for salmon legs. <laughs> right, and, you uh, were that sort of child. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Actually, never... how old were you <laughs> when I when I was a pot washer? About sixteen, seventeen. Worked in my. Uh, my local pub. But anyway, the only job interview I failed was for a well-known hotel chain. Mm. It was in Preston. Ritz-Carlton, Four Seasons? No, Holiday Inn. And uh, I was about, oh, I was probably about 16, 17 years before I went to uni. And um, I was pretty confident, which you shouldn't be, I know. Overconfident. You? Confident? And um, I... Mr. De Bonnet made you gassy. It has a bit. Yeah, I'm coming out of both ends here. Basically, oh, right, I, and excuse my French here, I turned up and I was absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> I was... Well, no wonder you failed. ...so drunk from the night before, right, and the, my first bit of advice in job interviews is do not go out the night before a job interview. Well, I don't think that's, that's radical advice. I don't think that's take-home content. However, my excuse was my job interview was at 8 o'clock in the morning... And my brother, my older brother, who's in the army, who's in the parachute regiment, was going to Iraq a few days before, and he said, oh, it's my big night out, such and such day, I can't remember it now, everybody's coming out. I went, I can't, I've got a job interview the next day. And he was like, so I'm going to Iraq 
And you're not going to come out. I should have really cancelled the job interview, well, should I? Oh, no, I don't think you can cancel a job interview. I think what you should do is you go out, but why do you have to drink? Because my brother might not see him again. I don't really say that's a bit Well, you have one or two drinks. No, I'll, but, but we, you don't get wasted. We, we were out to about four o'clock. I remember we were in Max in Preston. Have you ever been? And no. um, well, Fair enough. And uh, we got back at four. Honestly, and my interview was eight, and we still carried on drinking. I think I had an hour's sleep, a kip, and I just remember talking absolutely, and I must have stunk of ale. Anyway, that's my first bit of advice. What would you say, William Hanson, UK's leading etiquette expert, mm-hmm. in a job interview, what's your first bit of advice? Dress to impress. OK, OK, good, good start. Because we will. the interviewer will have judged you by the time you have walked in the door to the time you have taken your seat. Really? Now, they won't necessarily have worked out whether you're getting the interview... But within those first few seconds, they will have worked out if you are not getting the job. Right. OK. Re- what, within those first...? Within those first seven seconds. It, psychologists have proved that we judge one another within seven seconds of meeting someone. So first impressions really do count? Completely. And if you do not look like you could be the duty manager yeah. at a hotel, for example, or you don't look like you can be a bricklayer, then... That's it, job's over. Okay, so what should you wear for a job interview then? Well, it it depends what you are going to, what job it is, of course. I always say go to the uh, office or the workplace one or two days before and at 5 o'clock or 5.30, whenever the the office empties out, stand outside and just watch what people are wearing. So you generally get the the vibe as to what people wear. And you want to dress ever so slightly, slightly smarter. Yeah. Than that. Not not completely smarter, but obviously it's a job interview, so it is a more formal affair. And generally you'll probably strike the tone right. Also, look to see how happy they are. Are they all walking out looking miserable and dejected? Do you really want to work for that company? Yeah, fair enough. What if, say, you go in for a bar job? Okay. Bit of part-time job when you're at uni or just a bit of extra work. Couple of nights a week. Mm-hmm. What should you wear then? Could you overdress, maybe? For a bar job, you probably want to wear a shirt, don't yeah. you? And maybe a smart pair of chinos or action slacks. Chinos and action slacks. Well, yes, it depends what sort of bar. I thought you'd say, like, where I, to me, if I was going for an interview and you're the etiquette guy, I'd say the minimum you should wear for any job, whether it's a bar job, Argos, anything. I don't know where Argos come from. At least wear trousers and a shirt. Well, with chinos. Yeah, chinos aren't. People. Chin- well, what would you wear? If I was going for a job interview, I'd wear chinos and a shirt. Uh, trousers and a shirt. But what sort of trousers? Smart. Chinos are a type of trousers. Chinos, chinos are fairly smart. Are they? Yes. You wear chinos when you're on holiday. It's what you, when you, well, when... no, but there are all sorts of different types of styles <sighs> and cuts. Come, right, let's not get into this. Right, OK. So you're going for a bar job, wear a shirt. What about for a lady? Well, you'd wear a nice blouse. OK. Maybe a nice pair of tailored trousers. OK. Or a skirt. Basically, look smart. Yes, look smart but not too smart. What about the greeting? This is important, I'm told. Greeting is important. A handshake, but you should technically, certainly Mm. for more formal city-type jobs, you wait for their hand to extend to you. Right. Oh, that's so you don't put your hand out to them? No, and never shake hands across a table because it's a barrier. You should come round from the side of the table to shake hands. Or could you stand up and shake hands? Yes, you You should stand up to shake hands, but not across the table. Nice to meet you. No, how do you do? Oh, right. If it's the first greeting, you say, how do you do? Come here, then. How do you do? All right, Paul. Don't slap my hand with your free hand. And don't then just adjust your crotch. (laughs) Sorry, I've got got a front wedgie. Hang on. I won't do that in a job interview. 
I should hope not. These new bo- these new boxes, William. They were they were a tenner. I've got a five as well stuck up my ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this podcast is going to be the end of my career. <laughs> right. Okay. Do- Eleven years this has taken me. <laughs> Eleven years to become an etiquette expert and all to be undone in just one five pound wedgie. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'll tell you another thing about a job interview I once did mm. that was a bit awkward. I know you've heard this story before, so purely for you guys. I don't that know are if listening, I have. It is. It's when I had my first proper. It wasn't an interview, but it was a my first kind of formal meeting at Radio One, and I was meeting my producer. Okay, and we'd been emailing all week, so Radio One had got in contact and said we'd like you to cover. This was in 2014. Uh, going into 2015, we'd like you to cover the limbo week between Christmas and New Year on early breakfast. I was chuffed to bits, and uh, I was meeting my producer. We was emailing each other all week, and he spelt his name R H O D R R H O D R I. Hmm. How would you pronounce that name? Rodri. I got to the BBC, <laughs> right? Okay. He stood there at reception. If you've ever been to New Broadcasting House, it's, it's quite intimidating anyway, mm. especially if you're going for an interview. I got there and went, All right, Rodore. <laughs> I thought his name was Rodori. I just read it as Rodori. Anyway, <laughs> actually, it's uh, Rodri. I went, Oh, sorry, pal. Rodri. <laughs> And then... Yes, I think it's always good to get the name right of the person you're being interviewed by. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, not Rodori. And then when we got upstairs... He's actually... Well, I get on with him really well now. He's a great lad. Um, and then when we got upstairs, I met by... Bearing in mind, I don't do lifts, so I made him walk up eight flights of stairs because you know I don't do lifts. Uh, and then when we got upstairs, he went, would you like a, a drink or anything? I went, no, you're all right. I've had a brew and a butty on train. And you know when you say something, you think, why did I say that? Mm. So, yeah, that's my uh, job interview. It's like when I said yes during this podcast. <laughs> Shut up. Have you any, uh, had any nightmare job interviews? I've never had an interview in my life. Have you not? No. I tell you what, quick idea before you open that envelope. Yeah. Right? I've interviewed people. Have you? Yes. Right, interview me. Right, right. Okay. okay. Okay, let's pretend you're going for a, we won't do a, a media sort of artsy-fartsy job. Okay, what am I going for? Let's go for a, a city-type uh, graduate level. So we'll sort of, you know, we'll make you a bit younger. Right. Graduate-level job. Entry-level. Fresh out of university. Okay, shall I, shall I take my headphones off? Shall I come in? Yes, all right. I'd have to knock, wouldn't I? Well, yeah, all right, knock. Okay. Come in. Hello. Hello. How'd you do? How'd you do? And you are? Uh, Jordan. Jordan North. Not Hello, a stage Jordan. name. <laughs> and Jordan, how was your journey here? Today? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was. It was good. Thanks. Yeah, it was. It was all right. Yeah. Okay, Jordan. So you're interviewing for the graduate level job of assistant. Yeah. Why? Why do you think you're? <coughs> I don't know. As if I'd have a coughing fit. <coughs> carry on. You alright? Do you need some water? No, I'm alright. Oh yeah, I'll have some water. Right, go on, carry on. Why do you think you're appropriate for the job? Um, first of all, can I start by saying, see that vacancy sign outside? Take that down, because I'm your man. And I'll tell you for why. Because I'm hard-working. <laughs> I'm hard-working. I'm reliable. I'm organised. Mm. Barely literate, but I can... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good fun to work with. Everybody I work with says I'm a good crack. And 
Do you have any negative points in your work ethic? Yeah, um, I try too hard sometimes, and I don't know when to stop. Hmm. And Jordan, you did turn up twenty minutes late for this interview. How do you think that makes us feel? Um, that wasn't a good start. I, I understand that, and I'm so sorry that I'm late. That won't happen. I won't be late. You're talking to someone here who grew up with a sergeant major for a dad. I am all... Oh, I was late, actually, for this. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. I I won't let it happen again. I'm usually impeccable when it comes to timekeeping. Penultimate question. Do you have any ideas for the bank? Uh, Yes. Um, I think instead of using debit cards, you could just put your thumb on a cash machine and get money out, and I'd like to introduce that to the bank. That's called Apple Pay. Oh. You've just pitched me Apple Pay. And I think you should be open on bank holidays. Well, it's a holiday for banks. (laughs) Yeah, but it's really inconvenient when you're on the piss all weekend and you can't get into a bank to get money out. Thank you, Jordan. And finally, do you have any questions for us? Uh, Oh, this is the one I always get stuck on. Um, what's What's the starting wage? Right. Well, it, it is on. It is. It is from uh, twenty five thousand upwards. How much? Twenty five k. Yeah, that's all right. And what what time's my dinner? My dinner break. Well, you you would be finished by dinner time. Oh, forgot my lunch break. It's one o'clock. One o'clock. Right. Okay, I can cut with that. Jordan, thank you very much indeed for coming in. Okay, thank don't, you. Don't call us. Shall I shake your hand? Yes. On the way out. If it's if my hand is presented. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. All, All very, best. Very firm Cheers. grip. What way is it out here? What is it? Here? There you go. I think that went well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Jordan, that was a disaster. <laughs> we both play up to our parts really well, don't we? Yes, this... the, the worrying thing is I don't think you were playing up. In this podcast, that was a bit. Right, right we'll uh, deconstruct this in a minute. Shall we, shall we read our first question? Yes, this is my favourite part of the podcast where we read your questions. Remember, you can ask us anything, any advice, at sextedmyboss on Twitter, help at sextedmyboss.com on email, and you can write to William. You can find his address on sextedmyboss.com. Go for it. Okay. I'm reading it verbatim. 
I am rubbish with names, and the worst place to be rubbish with names is when you are faced with a panel of three people at your job interview. Yes. In the middle of the most important job interview of my life, I resorted to calling my potential future boss mate. Mate? Yes, I called him mate. What should you do when you forget someone's name like this? Great question. I reckon that's the best question we've had so far in the entire podcast series. Mm. Because I am terrible with names. Some people are bad at names. So what should you do if you forget somebody's name? Again, it's the same thing as if you meet someone at a party. Let's say you and I had just met and I would try... You've done your your Jordan North, not a stage name. How'd you do? (laughs) After that, I would try and use your name. So not just in my head think Jordan, but actually out loud I would say, Jordan, how was your journey here today? So by me actually saying it, yeah. as opposed to just thinking it, certainly my mind works like that, because I've actually made your name on my lips. The muscle memory sort of helps me to remember that your name is Jordan. Right. This is such a big problem for me. I always, always forget people's names, Stephen. Honestly, it, it really... What is, more, what is more terrible about that is that I was going to do that joke and decided that I wouldn't because it was terrible, <laughs> and then you did it. I just, I don't know what it is. So you're saying when you, you, when you meet somebody, you say out loud their name. So you'd say, hi, I'm William. I go, hiya, William, nice to meet you. So, oh, how'd you do? How'd you do? Yes. I, I've tried so many things with this. I went, when, I, when I used to live in Manchester, there was... Um, uh, a caretaker that I used to see every morning before I went to work. And every morning I used to go, hiya, Brian, you all right? I'd be like, hiya, George, you all right? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm all right. And then I'd, I'd, next day I'd be like, are you all right, Brian? Yeah, not so bad. You got much on today. One day, and I must have li- I lived there for two months, one day he went, George, why'd you call me Brian? I went, what do you mean? He went, I'm called Dave. I was like, all right, sorry, pal. And for years I'd called him Brian. I'm just terrible with that. So you'll say, as soon as they introduce themselves, say your say say their name out loud. Yes, I also think that's sort of, from the job interviewer's point of view, they actually should make it easy for these nervous candidates, especially if it's a more junior level job. Yeah. And actually just have their name cards out, out at the front. Yeah, or a, a tag. Well, I don't think you can wear a tag, no, but a, a sort of a, a tent card at the front. Okay. And what do you do if you forget it? Is it, is it okay to say, I'm really sorry, I forgot your name, what is it again? I think it's during a job interview, I think that perhaps is, is the best policy okay. because honesty is the best policy yeah. and they will ultimately be... Honesty is generally a good trait uh, by and large. But obviously if it's at a party and you and I were chatting... Yeah. And I had forgotten your name. If my friend Ben came over, let's say producer Ben came over, producer yep. Ben and I know each other fairly well, Ben would come over. I said, Ben, hello, so lovely to see you. Ben, may I introduce... I'm so sorry I've forgotten your name. And you would say... Jordan. No, Jordan, I know your first name. I meant your second name. Oh, you sly dog. Is that a little trick there? Oh, this is a little trick. Oh, it's the best thing I know. Oh, wow. I like that. I am terrible. For, but terrible you can't do that at a job interview, but you can do that at a party or a networking event. Okay, yeah. That's good advice. Next question, please, William. Whilst I take a sip of my gin and bonnet, which was loved by the Queen Mother and the Queen, which you've probably found out if you listen to every episode so far. It's a cracking drink. There. It's liked by three queens now. I did attend... <laughs> I did attend an interview where the interviewer would ask a question, but then be texting in his cell phone while I gave my answer. Oh, you ignorant pig. I would... Hold your, hold your opinion. I would stop talking and wait for him to finish texting. Texting. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> Sorry, it's the demonic. 
<laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, we're a bit pissed. <laughs> I knew I should have had soup for lunch. I would stop talking and wait for him to finish texting. He told me to carry on, but went back to texting. I told him I was not interested in the position. <laughs> we need to stop drinking before. He's Can drunk. I have some more water? <laughs> Wait till you have a green onk next week. You'll be absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> I'm so sorry because I don't get drunk. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Shall I read it for No. No, you can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Ben. Thank you. Just bear with me. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Right, go on. Should we just start again? Next question. I did attend an interview where the interviewer would ask a question, but then be texting in his cell phone while I gave my answer. Ignorant pig. Hold hold your thoughts. I would stop talking and wait for him to finish texting. He told me to carry on, but then went back to texting. I told him I was not interested in the position and left. I never knew his name, as he never introduced himself. Was I right to walk out the door? Totally. I'm going to jump straight in here, William. 100%. Yep, definitely. Did you want to work for someone like that? Get off your phone. That's not even funny. That's not even funny. I mean, I'm bad. William's on his phone now as I'm speaking, but... Well, I was doing that for comic effect. Oh, right. Well, it's a podcast. People can't see you. Think on. Um, I'm bad for my phone, but yeah, no, I, I think this person was spot on. Your thoughts and opinions, please, William Hansen. Yes, I think at the end of the day, you've got to remember, a job interview is a two-way street. They are interviewing you, but also you are interviewing Yes, them. I like that. I've never heard that before. That's a really good point. Don't sound so surprised. No, I, no, that's a really good point. It's so, whether yes, you want it's, it as well. it's everything from how they, they conduct themselves from, from outside, how the, the general ambiance of the office feels. I know someone who went recently for a job interview was sort of shown through the main open plan office en route to the interview room. And the interviewer went, oh, uh, this is the office. Say hello, everybody, to Ben, let's okay. say. And nobody looked up. Nobody bothered to acknowledge them. And he withdrew himself from the interview okay, process. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. It's kind of like me with the Holiday Inn thing, going back to what we said at the start of the podcast, you know, I, I turned up to a job interview really drunk because mm-hmm. I'd been out the night before, I was still drunk. Me interviewing them, they should expect that. There's going to be that shift where I turn up hungover or still pissed. I disagree on that point. I, I should have been like, I don't want your job if you don't want me like this because, put it this way, eight times out of ten, this is how I'm going to be. I'm going to be that like. is unprofessional. Yeah, okay. Right. But yeah, that, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. That person, we both agree, definitely did the right thing by turning yes. the job down. And there's, a sim- there's another similar story here. Go on. I was being interviewed for my first management role in 2000. Bed psychiatric hospital... Oh, I see. You really are pissed, I, I left you? out the indefinite article, I'm sorry. I was being interviewed for my first management role in a 2000-bed psychiatric hospital, and the consultant psychiatrist spent every minute of the interview leaning back on his chair and looking out of the window. The final question came from him. Is there anything you would like to ask us? And the reply? Yes. What is so fascinating outside the window? And this person got the job. Did they? Mm -hmm. So do you think that was a technique? 
Possibly. Well, I don't know. I think you, you need to, to show a bit of sort of chutzpah. You've got to show some punch. I beg your pardon? Did you just have a bit of phlegm there? No, it's it's, it's a Jewish word of, of origin. I think you do need to show a bit of... Chutzpah. Uh, for, yeah, for, for some... I've never heard of that. ...jobs. You, you don't just want to be a wallflower. I think you have got to show that you've got a bit of sort of kick and personality. Right. Okay, next question. Went to an interview recently. It all went pretty well. But the thing that has stuck in my mind is the receptionist who greeted me. I really fancied her. Uh. All there was, all there was that vibe between. Oh, and the- <laughs> they're not elves. It's an energy. Put my glasses on. This is so right. unprofessional. I feel We're like not- feel like I'm being a job interview for the Holiday Inn. We're not drinking next week. No. <laughs> and there was that vibe between us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> right, go on. I really fancied her, and there was that vibe between us for the fleeting moments that I spent in her presence. You know, that vibe. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I did the interview, solid performance. And as I was walking out the door of this company, the receptionist was obviously still there. For one brief moment, a fraction of a half second, it crossed my mind to ask her for her number. But all that came out was an awkward, toothy smile, and it was too late. How inappropriate would it have been just to ask the question? I don't think... I mean, don't ask the interviewer out. The receptionist? Oh, but then again, mm, no. Because it gets better. It's the receptionist test. I was just going to say, I was once... Best bit of advice I was given when I was like going for job interviews at radio stations and stuff, and there was a lot is always speak to the receptionist, because if the receptionist likes you, then the, the, the MD will ask the receptionist. Completely. I mean, it's, it's when I was still at school, I used to do, when I was in my final year, they got me to do prospective staff tours around the school. So I would sort of take the five candidates individually that were all sort of going to replace the geography teacher and go, you know, this is the chapel, this is the theatre, this is the boarding house, etc. And when I then brought them back to the headmaster's secretary's office... I would give my feedback to the secretary, who would give it in turn right. to the headmaster. So you was a bit of a grass. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, I was honest and I gave my initial feedback. Yeah. Do you know what? I think I think we're both agreeing on this one again. Yeah. Don't ask for somebody's number. And there was there was one member of uh, potential staff, one interviewee, who was a delight to me. And we walked past one of the porters, sort of a, a male cleaning staff, and I said, "Good morning, Alan." I think his name was. And they didn't even sort of, they didn't even smile at him, yet alone say hello. So, Oh, because they were too good for him, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, had I gone, hello, Deputy Headmaster, they would have yeah. been bowing and scraping. Oh, of course. I like that, yeah. Mm. Definitely, on any interview, the receptionist or anyone that works there, don't flirt with him or try and get the number. I yet. think if you don't get the job, you could perhaps drop back in. Or call back. Or call back. Or email. If you do, I mean, I personally wouldn't, but Oof. I... That would be fine because you're not there in a work capacity. Or let's be honest and let's be modern. Find out her name and add her on Facebook. No, don't add her on Facebook. Why? I'd send her a message on Facebook. No, that's even creepier. No, you don't do that. You add them and then you message them. Or you add them and if they message you, you're in. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Disagree on that. But yeah, definitely don't ask for somebody's um, somebody's number on a job oh. interview. You know, oh, have we got another Next long one? Next one is short, thank oh. heavens. In the middle of a very serious and difficult interview in a tall building, the curtains twitched at the flats opposite. I was facing the floor-to-ceiling glass window, and so was this man opening his full-length curtains 
very naked. It doesn't say very naked. It says another word. Say it. Bollock naked. (laughs) I've I've never thought I'd hear you say that. Say it again. Bollock naked. <laughs> Sorry, that's really tickled me. Because <laughs> I'd say, oh, like, oh, bollock naked. Bollock naked. Anyway, go on. <laughs> he was only about 10 metres across the road. No one else in the interview could see it as their backs were to him. I tried to stay calm and act like it was no big deal. What's the best way to ride out embarrassing and awkward situations like this? Well, I mean, <laughs> as far as interviews go, yeah, I'd get totally distracted by that. What was the question again? I, was too... well, I know you would. Uh, what's the best way to ride out an embarrassing and awkward situation? It's a good question. Uh, I think you do have to rise above it and pretend okay. it's not there. Because right. I think there are going to be instances in your life where, yes, perhaps you're not in a job interview, perhaps you're in the final negotiation of a big contract for the company mm-hmm. that you're working for, perhaps even your own company, and something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. I think you've got to show that your mind is on the interview or on the job in hand rather than the half-naked man or woman in the window behind. Good advice again. Again, I don't know why you're sounding so surprised. Shall we summarise? We shall summarise. What have you What, what, what have you learned? What's your summary for job interviews today? Well, don't get drunk. <laughs> um, always try and keep it professional. Keep it yep. work appropriate. Don't flirt with the receptionist. Yep. And uh, try and remember their names. Yes, try and remember their names. And remember, you can never overdress. Well, you can overdress. <laughs> All right, OK. But it's better to play it smarter than more okay. casual. OK, it's important what you wear. Yeah. First impressions, first seven seconds, very important. William, thank you. I thank you, Jordan. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Do you want to do the reedy bit? Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I thought I was going to get ready to put my coat on. Um <clears throat> Don't forget, if you want our help with something, then you can tweet us at sextedmyboss. You can email help at sextedmyboss.com. That's help at sextedmyboss.com. And if you like help, I sexted my boss. Please, please tell your friends. Uh, that sounds a bit desperate, but do tell your friends. Yeah. And uh, give us a rating. I'm off for a Hulk. <laughs> Next time on Help, I Sexted My Boss. Yours looks a bit more green than mine. Mine looks like it's got more Stella. Right. Because I have a bit more WKD. You can... <laughs> I'll pour it. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>